0: Welcome Talk Radio. Good morning everyone and welcome to Speaking of Green. I am your hostess, Beth Bond, Curator of Sustainable News at Southeast Green. And um, it's sort of ironic that we haven't had these folks on before today, but I'm really honored to have Jill Johnson here with us from the Atlanta Beltline. And um, we're going to be talking about what's going on with the Atlanta Beltline. And for anybody who does not know about the Atlanta Beltline, it is according to... um, Uh, the leading urban planner in the country the leading transportation development in the country so um, jill is going to be talking to us and she joined abi as its director of government affairs a newly created position in december 2013 in this capacity jill actively supports abi at the federal state and local government levels to ensure and expand funding regulatory political support for the program ms johnson has worked for more than a decade with the conservation groups in georgia and across the southeast Previously, she served as political director for Georgia Conservation Voters, where she held elected officials accountable for their votes on key conservation issues and helped elect pro-conservation candidates to office. And before that, she spearheaded efforts on land conservation and advocacy at the Georgia Conservancy. Jill graduated um, from Tulane University, and she has uh, is married and has one adorable little, little child who enjoys running, um, around with her with his um, mommy and participating. Uh, Jill participates in triathlons. Welcome, Jill.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Beth.
0: Well, you, we've known each other for a long time, and I've you know I've known you in different positions. But um, the Atlanta Beltline is a great place for you to be because of all your experience, and it re- really is an extremely exciting project. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Sure. So the Atlanta Beltline is probably the most comprehensive revitalization, redevelopment effort undertaken in the city of Atlanta's history. It is essentially a historic railroad corridor that covers about 22 miles around the city. You can imagine it sort of in the shape of a circle or a pair and most, most of it was a abandoned rail corridor in the beginning and then in 1999, there was a graduate student at Georgia Tech by the name of Ryan Gravel who wrote a thesis we talked about how we could redevelop this into a transportation corridor to move people around the city more easily to reconnect 45 different neighborhoods. And that thesis was really a catalyst um, that brought together a lot of conversations and then momentum that was picked up at the city council by then city council president Kathy Woolard. And it became not just one another thesis that sat on the shelf, but it became a vision Um, communities as they spent years talking to communities across the city. uh, There was a lot of public support behind it. People got really excited about seeing this as something that could transform their neighborhoods, improve their quality of life. And eventually in 2005 and 2006, Atlanta Beltline Inc. and Atlanta Beltline Partnership were two organizations that were created to make the Beltline a reality, to figure out how do you connect what were these four different railroads at one time, and how do you make it a corridor for transit, trails, green space, and then also adding in other elements like economic development and affordable housing?
0: Well, and I actually remember, I was in Kathy Woolard's district, and I remember her um, talking about that back in 1999, how this was going to be so exciting. And here we are, fast forward 16 odd years, and it is it has truly changed the landscape of Atlanta, but it would not have happened without working with government partnerships and that's really what you were brought on to do so tell us what you know what kind of things you work on um, in regards to dealing with the governments involved
1: Sure, so um, I work with the entire Atlanta Beltline team to build and maintain and strengthen relationships at the local, regional, state and federal levels. That means a lot of things. That's everything from keeping our key partners at City of Atlanta and Invest Atlanta up to speed on the work that we're doing and the funding that's required and working side by side through any obstacles that may come our way. It's actually much more complicated to build a trail or to build out transit than a lot of folks may realize. Um, We work closely with Uh, our other funding partners without whom the Beltline would not be possible at Fulton County and Atlanta Public Schools so that we have the funding to move forward. We also work closely with um, several federal agencies now. Everyone from US EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, which has helped us actually assess a lot of the abandoned rail corridor, you know, which was, was not always the cleanest but they've gone in with some of their Brownfields work and they've helped us assess how much cleanup needs to be done and then actually provided funding to get that cleanup done so that we can move forward on building a trail or on creating a new park. Um, We've worked with the Department of Transportation, for example, we've got a great transportation team here at Atlanta Beltline Inc. And we were able and lucky enough to work with the city to receive something called a TIGER grant just two years ago, which is putting $18 million in towards helping us build out three miles of trail on the west side, what we call the West Side Trail, which will run from Washington Park down to University Avenue. And we're starting to you know fill in those segments to help us complete the corridor. And then, in terms of other federal agencies we work with, we also work with the Economic Development Administration. We work with. Uh, we've been doing more work, actually, with USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We have our first urban farm, just adjacent to where the West Side Trail is being con- um, constructed down in Adair Park. So we cover a lot of different issues, and so a lot of that. T- um, a lot of that means I'm just constantly sending out updates and information. And then we're taking people out to see the work that is being done so that we are being open and transparent and honest about where we're at in the work that we're doing and then what we need to get to the next phase of success.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I felt like sort of a late to the party person. I didn't do the tour because you all have tours available for the public that fill up rapidly. And I got invited to do a private one with an organization. And... it. I was just stunned. I mean, first of all, there's just parts of Atlanta I had never seen before. But I think getting out on that tour really helps you understand the breadth and the, and the size and actually the success for the, for the east side trail that has already been completed and the vision for what will happen with it. And it's essentially a loop, so people know. It's it's sort of like inside loop around down south of downtown and the sort of north into Buckhead. Um, I will tell you, I was in an event and they said, I live ITB, inside the Beltline, so there's a whole new cool place to live uh, (laughs) instead of inside the perimeter. But the Beltline is really interesting because it connects so many different things. It connects transit trails, parks, affordable housing, economic development, and jobs. And then, then you've got a whole community building aspect of public art and historic preservation, and then the brownfield remediation that you mentioned. How does that help people in Atlanta individually? And then how does it really, tell us about the community that's being built around it.
1: Sure, sure. Let me um, take a second first, if I can, and just provide a little bit more information on the tours that you mentioned. Because mm-hmm. it, you're right, it is a great way for people to come out and experience the Beltline if they haven't before. Um, folks can actually go to our website at www.beltline.org slash tours. And every Friday and Saturday, we offer three-hour bus tours to the public. Um, We've done this for seven or eight years now. We've had more than 20,000 people attend those tours. And it really gives you a sense of, again, the, the scale, the scope of the project. But then you get to see the corridor. You get to see the different neighborhoods. And for some folks, even if they've lived in Atlanta for a long time, they, may, they start to realize that they know a certain segment of Atlanta, but there are neighborhoods that they haven't seen before, that, that they'll get to see on the Beltline tour, and they'll see how the Beltline connects all of us together. So again, that's Beltline.org slash tours, and it's every Friday and Saturday morning. Um, there's a bus that leaves from the Inman Park Marta Station, and we strongly encourage folks to come out and join us for a tour if they haven't done so yet. Now, you mentioned the different program areas that the Atlanta Beltline covers, the transit, the trails, the parks, and public art, historic preservation, economic development. So what our goal or what our vision is for the Beltline is that this is gonna be a project that makes the city of Atlanta a more vibrant city that makes that increases our economic mobility. It's gonna be easier uh, for folks to get around town With the Beltline bill, it will provide them an option, um, once the transit is built out along the Beltline corridor to take transit, and it'll be off-street transit at that point, that will run alongside, adjacent to our hiking and biking trail. It'll make it easier to get around town, hopefully easier to get to schools, to jobs, or for a lot of folks, sometimes even just easier to get out and exercise and not have to worry about car traffic in the city. Um, It's also a place where as we're building out the Beltline, we're looking at remediating a lot of these um, what have been abandoned industrial spaces into park space. I know a lot of folks, especially as they fly into Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, see Atlanta as a very green city, and we do have an amazing tree canopy, but um, we're actually what's considered an under-parked city where even though we have this amazing tree canopy, there are not a lot of parks within a quarter mile or a half a mile of many of our residents. And so we're hoping to change that with the Atlanta Beltline. So more places for families and neighborhoods to get together and play um, as we build out new parks um, all throughout the corridor. In the southwest part of town, you've got, or the southeast part of town, you've got Boulevard Crossing. We're working on a park car called Anota Park. Near the West Side Trail, and then probably the park that we get the most questions about is West Side Reservoir Park, which is the old Bellwood Quarry up on the northwest side of town. Which, when that's completed, stands to be the city's largest park, larger than Chastain, larger than Piedmont Park, and it will be um, an amazing, amazing um, gem for the city's park
0: system. And then, well, and that's where the sorry.
1: No, go ahead.
0: I said, Isn't that, on the tour, that, I remember hitting the the old reservoir. I didn't even know it existed, and there were people on the bus who were so excited because that's, for people who live in Atlanta, that's where, what's that zombie thing? Anyway, there's a lot of stuff that's filmed <laughs> right now at that, right, for the zombie vampire genre of stuff that we're creating Yeah, the, the
1: Walking Dead.
0: Yeah, yes. that's it. <laughs> that,
1: the Walking Dead TV show has filmed there. It's been a very popular filming location. Um, I know there have been several movies filmed there, including one of the Fast and Furious movies, The Hunger Games, um, and I think the recent remake of National Lampoon's Vacation was filmed there. So it is, um, it is a very popular spot for filming movies and TV shows, and it will eventually grow and mature into being this great spot that will have a water feature. Um, they will The city of Atlanta has already um, signed papers to move forward with filling up the quarry to work as part of the city's backup water supply to enhance the city's backup water supply and connect it with the Hempel Waterworks as well as the Chattahoochee River. Um, but then there's so much space there, there's also space for passive recreation like meadows or ball fields um, where you can have, you know, multiple ball fields in one place if you've got kids who participate in sports and you know have tournaments and that type of thing. There's enough space to put multiple ball fields there and host tournaments in town. Um, which is something that we've heard a lot about from families.
0: Which is so popular, too, right? I mean, I have nephews who play ball, and if you've been out the ball fields, you know it's a great opportunity to build friendships and community. And I think, I think, I mean, I, you know, there's so many different aspects to the Beltline, but I think that's the thing that is just so cool about it is how it's just reconnecting. Not only is it reconnecting physically the city, it is reconnecting the city emotionally and in a way that, you know, pe- I mean, people are just excited about it. Regardless of where you are on the Beltline, people are just excited about it. But there's some other cool things y'all are doing too. So um, there's a lot of sustainability built into things. So let's talk about some of your sustainability initiatives that have been um, already included in, in the parts that have been developed.
1: Sure. So, not only is the Atlanta Beltline going to make Atlanta a cleaner, healthier, and safer city, but we've got some cool stories to tell from the work that's already been done. And probably the mo- one of the most prominent features is historic Fourth Ward Park, um, which is adjacent to the Eastside Trail. That's just off of it starts just off of North Avenue, and basically for years that that area or that land had been um, concrete parking lot, abandoned industrial sites, Um, there had been crime problems there, and we were able to work with the city to come in and build um, a water retention facility at Historic Fourth Ward Park, a stormwater facility that did two things. One, we um, created this great water feature and built walking trails and a park around it that now also includes a playground and a splash pad. But it also makes, um, it also allowed the redevelopment of the old Sears building, which was City Hall East and is now known as Pont City Market to move forward because of the stormwater features um, when it rains all that water is now collected and held in the pond at historic Fourth Ward Park, rather than flooding the bottom of what had been the old City Hall East. Um, and so that is that is probably one of our most visited parks. It's one of the ones that people have special events there. We see a lot of people when we're giving folks tours of the Beltline. There are a lot of folks using it, um, getting out there with their families and their kids, um, or just enjoying enjoying the park for different events on uh, the weekends as well. So that's one example of right. um, historic Park, how we've used stormwater management to, melt, to help create a place that is both safer, uh, that is cleaner, obviously, and then it's also helped economic redevelopment in that area, which is fantastic um, in terms of all the work that has been done and is continuing to be done to develop Pont City Market. Um, We also have around the entire, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our friends at Trees Atlanta as well, around the entire 22-mile corridor, uh, Trees Atlanta has been a tremendous partner in helping to um, build a meadow adjacent to the trail, adjacent to the walking and biking trail that will eventually be a part of the city's largest arboretum. So we've got native grasses and native trees and other things that they are building and helping to maintain for us. Eventually, some of those will um, some of those will stay, and then some of those meadows will be mowed as we build the streetcar transit in alongside the Eastside Trail. But right now, it's it's been fantastic. It's helped make the trail a greener place uh, and a fun place to enjoy. And then also with some of our new parks that we built, uh, I'm thinking particularly of D.H. Stanton Park in Southeast Atlanta and others, Oh, and the park by the skate park in Old Fourth Ward. We are looking to build parks in a way that the maintenance costs are not so high, and so we're looking at the energy required to run some of these parks and using photovoltaic lighting um, or solar panels as both shade structures that also collect the sun that then help provide the energy to meet the park's needs, so that we have a park or help creating the electricity that they need for lighting or for other things, um, and that that is something that will make it both an environmentally friendly park, but also one that has, um, that helps to minimize the impact of maintaining it down the road in the future.
0: Right, and I think that's so important because, you know, city budgets are going to expand and and contract and expand and contract so if you can make the parks low maintenance it makes it easier for their upkeep definitely so um and i always tell people like if you want to see a traffic jam in atlanta go to the Beltline on saturday on the east side trail because it's a pedestrian <laughs> traffic jam between all the bicyclists and the walkers and everything um and and that i think also sort of brings up the point of this is this is this is a community building effort. You know, it is partnership between the Atlanta Beltline Inc. and the government, but it also has a lot of community um, input and a lot of volunteers are helping. I know Trees Atlanta is doing the work, but they bring in a lot of volunteers to help also build that meadow, which is beautiful. Um, how can people get involved to help support the beltline?
1: There are multiple ways they can get involved and we, again, I cannot stress we wouldn't be here without the support of the communities who heard about this idea in the first place and all the you know NPU leaders who came out and supported it and have been here you know for more than a decade. and we wouldn't be here without the support of the people who are continuing to visit the Beltline, like the more than one million visitors we had to the Eastside Trail last year. Um, we're really thankful for the interest and the support that we receive and their input. Um, so in terms of folks getting involved one of the best ways they can get involved is help to help the Atlanta Beltline is by becoming a member of the Atlanta Beltline. We have um, a sister organization called Atlanta Beltline partnership and that's our 501 C3 organization and people can get involved that way um, by becoming a member it gets them access to all sorts of good deals around the Beltline A lot of times we hear people give directions to the Beltline based on restaurants and where they like to eat. And as an Atlanta Beltline, um, as a member of Atlanta Beltline Partnership, you can actually get deals to some of those restaurants, and they can go on our website to beltline.org/member to find out more details about that. Um, and then we also encourage them to go to the website and take a look at some of the meetings that we're having. We're constantly. Like two or three times a week, out meeting with communities around the Beltline um, about the next phases, and we want to hear from the those communities, not just adjacent, but to anybody who, but from anyone who cares about the Beltline, how they want the Beltline to be formed. We kind of we see this very much as a project that we are implementing, but the direction in which it's going is being dictated by the public. Um because it's really been a grassroots, you know, ground up type project to get us to where we are today that we that, that is important for us to maintain that into the future, important to maintain that public
0: support. It's critical to us. Right. And if people want to like just get their hands dirty, is it best for them to go to some place like Trees Atlanta or and I'm sure you've got the information on the site.
1: Um, I would say that the first place they could start is again on our website and they could go to beltline.org slash volunteer and that's if if that's their interest that's um, We've got a great volunteer coordinator and they can tell you more about cleanup days along the Atlanta Beltline we have groups that are involved with adopt a part of the Atlanta Beltline and um, we're constantly looking for volunteers in fact one of the biggest events that draws more people to the Beltline than um, almost any other event, is coming up on September 12th, and that is the Atlanta Beltline Lantern Parade. It is that Saturday after Labor Day, and it helps kick off art on the Atlanta Beltline. It is um, something where we've, last year, this is our sixth year of art on the Atlanta Beltline, And we've had more than, we had last year more than 20,000 people come out with lanterns and either walk in the parade or just set up their chairs as spectators along the east side trail of the Atlanta Beltline and enjoy the lantern parade. Um, People can come out and help volunteer with that event um, as well.
0: Now, we've we've talked about all the different ways it touches community and business and government, but what's your personal favorite of the, you know, your personal favorite part of the Beltline?
1: Um, I guess, I mean, I've got two. So one, I'm a runner. So the, you know, the kind of nuts the bolts, like, tangible favorite aspect is that it gives me some place to run in the city where I don't have to worry about cars. Um, So I really enjoy that part of the Atlanta Beltline. Um, And you can, you know, we have the part of the Atlanta Beltline that's paved. We also have the interim hiking trails. So we have... Um, a fair amount of distance open along the corridor right now that people can enjoy for running, but I think big picture, my favorite part of the Atlanta Beltline is just the sense of pride that um, I hear from people when they talk about it, um, or when I tell them, you know, that I work for the Atlanta Beltline. I came, I moved to Atlanta in 1999 after the Olympics, and Atlanta was still such a city that was, that was so proud of being the host of the Olympics and being one of these, you know, foremost cities in the in the United States. And this, when you hear people talk about the Beltline, they, they sometimes share that same sense of pride. This is something that they're bragging on um, when they talk to their friends or their family. This is something that they're excited about. It makes them want to stay in Atlanta. It makes them want to do more, um, spend more time in the city. And so I think it's really that sense of pride that this project which is essentially an infrastructure building project you know you're building out transit and trails but how that's translated into a stronger sense of community and i think really strengthens some of the the fabric around our neighborhoods um that's one of
0: my favorite parts that's that that is that's a great way to think about it too right that instead of thinking about sort of the the infrastructure side of it that you think about the once again you know the emotional side of it that people are just so excited and proud. Um, well, we have run out of time, and um, I just want to thank you so much for your time and sharing um, your enthusiasm and knowledge about the Beltline and all the great things that are happening. We've, we've told people um, numerous times to go to the website, but let's give them the website address one more time.
1: Sure. So, again, our website is uh, simply Beltline.org, B-L-T-L-I-N-E.org. o r g and um, we're also easily accessible. Folks can find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page. Um, our Twitter, Twitter handle is at Atlanta Beltline, and they can find us there as well. And we welcome input and comments and suggestions from um, anyone who cares about the Atlanta
0: Beltline. Great. Jill, thank you so much for your time today. It was great speaking with you.
1: Thanks, Beth. It was good to talk with you, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So if you live in Atlanta, you need to get on the bus tour. If if you're coming to Atlanta, you need to get on the bus tour. It really is. It's 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 three hours, which which sounds really. I always make it the the Gilligan Island joke three hour tour, but you do return, unlike Gilligan's Island. Um, and um, it is just you know it's cool to see the reservoir, and um, it's it's great to see you know the participation and um, and 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 thinking about like having this 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 you know. Um, it's it's not a streetcar and it's not anyway the light rail that they're going to have that's going to mimic but you know the 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 real the real gem the real treasure is is the the pedestrian lifestyle that the beltline brings to um you know in in Atlanta and it's sort of amazing to think that you know before the olympics people would would you know people were afraid to go to these places and now it's just you know the prettiest part of the city and and the lifestyle with you know, I have friends who live on the Beltline, they just walk out, they, you know, you know, walk a couple blocks and they've got access to great restaurants and you just walk off the Beltline right to the restaurant. It's very, very cool. So, anyway, thanks to Jill and staff over at Beltline for being with us this morning. And um, we will see you the next time on Speaking of Green. Don't forget, Southeast Green is online. We actually cover a lot of news about the Beltline. Um, in regards to um, updates and, and progress that they're making. So you can always find that on Southeast Green, and Southeast Green is com. We're signing out with Jeff Hicks and the Heretics. Life's a beach.